Hey everybody, today is May 14th, 2020. Welcome back to another episode of the Leo Podcast. Today on the show, we had Taskmaster 4450. He's a well-known author on Hive. Uh, He's been a blogger on Hive and previously on Steam uh, for a long time. And he's a believer in technology. Uh, He's definitely a futurist, someone who looks uh, toward what this technology can bring to the world, uh, what kind of value it can create. And we talked a little bit about Hive. We talked about uh, cryptocurrency more broadly. Uh, And then we talked about Leo Finance uh, and what we believe uh, Leo Finance is today and what it could be in the future. So it was an interesting discussion. Uh, I think a lot of people in this space will uh, enjoy this outlook and see his perspective uh, as very refreshing. And everything we talk about here, I think, uh, is pretty important to understand uh, when you're in the hive space, when you're in the crypto space, uh, just keeping a future outlook on things uh, and understanding things from that more uh, fundamental angle uh, and that future perspective on what things can become and what things are today in terms of users and core ideals. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Take it off with uh, like a little bit of background about you. Like how did you get into uh, Hive and Steam originally? And then uh, what kept you on those platforms? Well, initially I found out, I guess I should go back to the beginning, which is Bitcoin. And actually I'll go back a little bit further than that. I got involved with technology probably somewhere around 2006, 2007. When I say I got involved in technology, that was kind of just researching different technologies, different futures uh, that I was seeing that were a possibility. So looking at things from a 10,000-foot view, if you will. And so I started to follow things such as virtual reality and renewable energy and blockchain and cryptocurrency were things that popped up on my radar probably around 2011, I guess. And I remember doing a little research into Bitcoin and thinking to myself, well, you know what? I should do a little mining of that just, you know, or throw 500 bucks into it as a flyer and, you know, take a chance course always the uh i'll get to it later got get to it later forgot about it um never did that so i missed the early phases of uh bitcoin and i got involved in steam it was actually interesting how that happened i was at a gathering uh in orlando actually for another cryptocurrency project and there were two people who were there a husband wife team and uh, before the meeting, they just mentioned this was, I guess, August of 2017. And I went ahead and when that I'd signed up, and I was fortunate it was a time where I got approved within like 12 hours. And that just started my journey. And I got involved with Steam and I started to post on there. And over my first month, maybe month and a half, I realized what was going on and there was just so much negativity. This was the pre uh, bull market kickoff at that happened. What I guess about November of 2017. So I just started writing about all the benefits of steam trying to counteract some of the negativity because 
you know, through all those years of looking at technology, watching blockchain and things of that nature. And over the years, I had bought some Bitcoin, bought a little bit of Ethereum and Litecoin. So I've been dabbling in it. And, you know, I, I kind of saw the trends and I just felt the negativity that I was seeing did not uh, represent what was taking place and the possibilities. And then, of course, the bull market took off and everybody was focused the price of the token, which is good and it's exciting, but, uh, you know, that's not really what is the game changer. The game changer is the development. And so I stuck with Steam through the thick and thin because I believed in the possibilities. And like everybody else, I was put off by the, the Justin Sun thing. And so when the opportunity for Hive came about, I just thought that was uh, – Steam 2.0, if you will, a better version. Right. Yeah, I I, uh, I remember back in the day, um, like let's call it like around 2018, uh, when you were blogging pretty regularly. I mean, you've always you've always been blogging regularly, uh, but I remember stumbling across your posts and uh, and yeah, I mean, you definitely had a positive outlook on on Steam and on cryptocurrency. So. Uh, in a world of like steam and hive and where a lot of people come together and have uh, mixed opinions and people are debating different ideas. Uh, I thought your content has always been uh, refreshing about the future of, of not only steam, but technology and crypto. Um, so what, what kind of motivates you to blog each day? Like you, you like to add uh, definitely a, a future outlook to things and, and predict things, but what, what drives you to uh, make content every day on Hive? Uh, at this point, I think it's to the, the truthful answer is probably habit. Uh, I've just gotten it so ingrained into uh, my daily routine, which, of course, being without uh, having no show up at a, a job each day has freed time up. But really, a big part of what I do is just research as you mentioned not only uh, about cryptocurrency but technology in general and a lot of that research uh, starts to trigger ideas within me uh, starts to connect some dots and I always try to keep stepping further back further back further back to give a bigger picture view because it's very easy get all caught up with what's going on hive and missing what's going on in cryptocurrency or missing what's going on in technology and, and things of that nature. And so for the most part, I don't really have a problem coming up with ideas to write about. And I think it's very important to keep putting out that consistent message that, listen, what you're looking at today is only a piece of the puzzle where we'll be in two years three years or five years. And, you know, I'm old enough that I was around at the start of the internet, but I was not tech savvy enough that I was involved at the start of the internet. So I missed that whole, that whole experience, if you will, of the early days of the internet. And I guess most people did too, because it was just such a revolutionary thing that unless you were one of the brightest minds, uh, one of the brightest computer minds from, you know, big name institutions, Ivy League schools. Uh, most of us didn't know what was going on. 
So I look at this as that groundbreaking opportunity that I missed 30 years ago, it's available today. And you're talking about in terms of opportunity, you're talking about um, Hive or crypto or kind of both? I, I think, quite frankly, both. Um, I think when you start to look at uh, – I, I take everything and, and look at it as a microcosm of something bigger. And Hive is a piece of the crypto blockchain puzzle. And I think it's an important piece. I think it's a staying piece. I think it's, and obviously I'm biased here, but I think it's a very valuable piece of the crypto puzzle of this thing called Web 3.0 that is the foundation is being laid and of technology and technological progress. And if you followed some of my videos and some of my writings, I mean, when I start talking about you know, blockchain being tied to autonomous vehicles and the importance of blockchain being tied to AI and some of these uh, different technologies because, you know, basically we don't want them running rampant with, you know, no knowledge of what's taking place. And that's what blockchain is very good for is for providing that distributed ledger that, hey, we can know what's taking place and it provides a much different data structure than what we're uh, commonly used to. But I'm very optimistic on Hive. And even this morning, um, there was a post put out by, I hope I pronounced his name right, uh, Net Uso, about uh, tying Hive into the nano wallet. I mean, that's a huge deal for anybody who knows about wallets and basically puts Hive suddenly on the level of Ethereum and XRP and BTC and Bcash. You know, okay, it's only in a small way, but a lot of those small steps will add up. Yeah, definitely. I saw the uh, I saw the tweet announcement yesterday, and then uh, I heard a little bit of uh, whispers in the Slack about it uh, earlier on, like a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a user of of Ledger, uh, the Ledger Nano S, um, and I also know a lot of people who use uh, these Ledger wallets. Um, it's it's hard to really invest in a cryptocurrency that's not on a ledger. Once once you start using one, you feel a lot more secure about it. Um, so it's definitely a a big step forward. Not not just for the marketing of Hive, kind of showing the world that uh, we're ready for uh, a bigger partnership with something like Ledger, but uh, giving people security and a, a different option for holding their their uh, their Hive, uh, I think is a huge deal. Have you ever used any hardware wallets? Uh, yeah, that's how I, that's where I have my Bitcoin and my Ethereum and my Litecoin uh, hardware wallets. And I actually have some Bitcoin, believe it or not, in a paper wallet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how do you, how do you feel about how Hive wallets work in general? Do you, because as you're a, a Ledger user, do you feel less secure about uh, Hive wallets or do you feel that it's got enough security and the application of using it for curation and, and delegation and other mechanisms is worth it? I've never really um, had a problem. I know some people have had, well, I can't say they've had their account hacks because that's in, somehow exposed their keys, which I guess can happen to any of us, um, especially if you're doing a lot of copy and pasting and things like that and you forget what's on, on your clipboard there. But um, no, I've never really been 
that concerned, probably because I keep, uh, I have traditionally kept all of my steam and now Hive powered up. So when you have, as we're finding out with steam right now, that 13-week power down window, um, it's hard for somebody to steal your steam. Hell, it's hard for us to get our steam out who are trying right. to. So I've really never felt uh, a lack of security about having, you know, uh, my hive in, in the wallets that are there. Uh, if my account ever grew to a couple million dollars, might I feel otherwise? Um, maybe so. But uh, really, I, I don't see any security lapses there. I could be mistaken, but I think it's a, a fairly secure system. and. You know, now with the ability to, uh, you know, recover your account if it does get uh, uh, taken over. I mean, these are benefits that you don't see with ETH or you don't see with Litecoin or some of these other tokens that are out there. I mean, if somebody gets in and once they're in, they clean it out, you're done. Yeah. So before we jump over to uh, Hive-based tokens, what is your, uh, if you had to pick, uh, say, one or two things, uh, that are your favorite things about Hive that make you not only invest in Hive, but uh, in terms of money, but invest in terms of time. Uh, what one or two things uh, would you choose for that? I, I like the progress. Uh, and when when I look at projects, I think progress is is vital. And there was some pretty good progress on Steam, especially the last year after the fiasco, I guess it's now about a year and a half ago where we had that immortal post where Steam had said basically, you know, we're in a whole lot of financial trouble and we're having to let people go. I, I think before that, the community got lazy and just took the approach, well, let's let, leave everything to Steam at Inc. Uh, after that time, we saw things such as Steam Engine come out and a lot of other things took place. And then when the uh, switch over to Hive occurred, I mean, now it's truly a community-driven situation. There's no foundation. There's no one entity that any of us can point to and say, well, they have to do it. Uh, it's up to all of us uh, collectively, wherever our skill sets lie, to do it. And I think, you know, in watching the tokens, I put up a post every month about the, the token distribution, and I did that for uh, about a year and a half on Steam, and I just started it again on Hive. So we're seeing a better distribution of the tokens over time. We're seeing a lot more front ends. We're seeing a lot more applications. And I think this is all great in the development end of things. games. Uh, we're starting to see more games start uh, appear. And... I think that's really the hook that is going to ultimately draw people in. I don't know which application is going to be the one. I don't know which application is going to grab 100,000 people. But if we keep working at it and keep progressing, there will be an application tied to Hive that does that. Yeah, definitely. So um, kind of touching more on that point of uh, distribution, I think there's this huge – uh, issue in crypto right now with uh, with distribution, uh, mostly on altcoins and things like Ethereum uh, and even EOS and Tron. Uh, it's a big conversation now about uh, distribution and how there's these centralized funds uh, 
mainly by the creators of the network uh, that basically hold pretty much all the power over the network uh, if they choose to make one decision or another. Uh, we definitely saw that with Steemit and, uh, and how Justin Sun came in uh, and used the development fund. Um, and I've, I've always enjoyed your, your Steam distribution posts uh, and now the same on Hive, uh, seeing how it spreads out to, uh, to other users and to uh, smaller accounts. So uh, I think it's, uh, that, that to me is one of the main selling points of Hive is uh, distribution. Well, and the fact is, if I can just add, there's a distribution mechanism. You look at Bitcoin or Litecoin, for the most part, the way the distribution changes is for people to come in and buy the token. And that can happen with Hive, but because there's a daily reward pool, and because people are active and they're curating, they're posting, they're commenting, whatever they're doing, uh, there's the ability for people to receive tokens and for tokens to be distributed without having to put in money. And I think that is a key because we're seeing that in the fiat world. Well, if you want to get ahead in the fiat world, you better put some money into the stock market or into commodities or into something that it can grow. And as people are losing their jobs and finding it very difficult uh, to work and what's going on with this economy, uh, I bring that back to crypto. And in that sense, the other tokens have the regular economy that we're looking at. If you want in, bring your money. With Hive, you know, bring your, bring your proof of brain. I mean, proof of brain has some drawbacks, but there is the ability to just start posting, to start commenting, to get involved. Yeah. And uh, Mitch in the chat asked, are you uh, full-time posting on Hive? So is, is posting on Hive your, your full-time gig? Uh, I still, while, uh, while the power down's going on, I still put up a couple posts on Steam just to, to earn some tokens. But um, outside of that, I've, I've, never, I've never been one to be a big social media person. So I didn't have Twitter accounts or Facebook accounts. And it's probably a hindrance to me in terms of my marketing and, and uh, helping out the ecosystem by getting on Twitter. And, you know, if I had 3,000 or 5,000 followers, that'd be great, but I don't. Um, in terms of my profession, yes, I'm, I'm not making a living off five, but I don't have a, an outside job right now. So, um, you know, really, I have a lot of time to dedicate. But I'm not one who... I'm not covering my bills off Hive. Most everything I earn from Hive stays in Hive, and I'm just trying to build a, a nice base. Yeah. So if you want to, uh, we can jump over to the tokens on on Hive, and uh, just to give a little bit of background, uh, you mentioned Steam Engine when it came over to the Steam blockchain. Uh, it was a huge development. So I remember, I remember when it was first announced. Uh, that Steam Engine was being created. Um, and I thought it was a really interesting idea. I was immediately uh, trying to think of ideas for various tokens. And uh, I created Leo right away, but uh, didn't know exactly what uh, we were going to do with Leo. But I knew that having a second layer token on, uh, on the Steam blockchain would have been, uh, been a great thing for the future. Um, and then now to have tokens on Hive uh, is very interesting. So what what was kind of running through your mind when you first came across 
the idea of Steam Engine uh, when it was announced. I wrote a post probably six months, maybe nine months before Steam Engine was introduced. And it talked about how I thought in not too distant a future, people would be getting 25 to 50 different tokens each month. And that over time that would build and it might get into the point where people would be getting hundreds of tokens a month. And my thought be process behind that was when you have something like ActiveFit, you have something like, you have tokens for games, you have tokens for uh, like now Bat using the Brave browser, you have uh, DSearch out there, which rewards you for doing web searches. All of these things I, I looked at as, um, you know, we're going to be rewarded for doing most everything that we do. Now, I didn't expect something like Steam Engine. Of course, we were all aware of SMP, SMTs and what could come out of that. And we were and still are stuck waiting for them. So I thought Steam Engine was a tremendous opportunity because ultimately, you know, Steam and now Hive, the, the main tokens are wonderful for distribution, but to further decentralize things and to further decentralize the power base, you have to have other tokens. So, for example, I'm an orca in uh, Hive, but I'm a whale with Leo, and I've made a concerted effort to become a Leo whale. Uh, but there's plenty of other tokens where I'm a nothing I'm not even involved in, but there's other whales involved in those tokens. So when you start to look at decentralizing things, and pushing the wealth further out, that's what these second tier tokens do. Yeah, kind of back to your uh, point before about looking at Hive and, and how you look at everything as uh, a microcosm of something bigger. Uh, definitely with these tokens, they're, uh, they're a microcosm of, of the entire Hive blockchain. So they're creating these. Uh, little sub pools of of rewards and and uh, ecosystems. Uh, so I know when when they first came out, I was extremely interested in uh, in the tokenization. But then uh, when we saw Scottbot come out, uh, which allowed for the uh, distribution to mirror uh, what Hive was doing in terms of upvoting and uh, staking and all of that, uh, it's definitely interesting uh, to see how people are using them and and the use cases that evolve. Um, so when you first came across uh, Leo, what, what was running through your mind uh, in terms of what you thought the project was and what you th thought the project could uh, become in the future? Well, I got my airdrop and I, I kept my airdrop stake um, and I started using the Leo tag and I started selling the token. because So my first thought was, oh, cool, free tokens to get more <laughs> steam. Uh, and I did that for... Not, not too long, actually, for only about three weeks. And then, you know, because we got hit with so many different projects at one time, and there were a bunch of different airdrops, and they were based upon, I guess, your holding in PAL at that time, which I had a, a, a decent amount in PAL. And, you know, nobody was sure which projects were going anywhere, and some were hyped, some were not. And Leo was kind of low-key. 
But uh, I don't remember how I made a transition, but somewhere very quickly, I just decided, you know, I ought to hold on to these and start staking these. And, you know, I started paying attention to what was going on. And this was long before you or I had, had ever connected on Discord. But I just started to pay attention. And then part of that idea of progress that I mentioned earlier is developmental updates, you know, updates and, and upgrades to, to the applications. And what I liked about Leo was that there were updates coming out. And, you know, as I'm looking at the website and I'm, I'm reading a little bit about what the, the idea was, and I guess the initial model was a decentralized tokenized version of Seek and Alpha, which is a site I was familiar with and uh, hadn't been visiting in recent years, but used to read years ago. So I was familiar with it. And so as I started to, to see that uh, aspect of things developing and I started to see the financial angle and then that's when I had some ideas and I started shooting them off to you and you know, you were open to ideas and then all of a sudden a couple of things were implemented. Uh, then a couple more things were implemented. And then, you know, over time you started to add the decks and things of that nature. And to me, that's, that's growth, that's progress. And, that's something that, um, you know, I don't mind buying Leo tokens and adding to my stake because when I look at it from the long term, I mean, that's what it's going to get it to be long term is continued development and growth and interest in each of us, again, doing our parts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I remember when, when I started Leo and the blogging interface, it was pretty it was a pretty simple idea to, uh, to kind of mirror uh, web 2.0 sites like Seeking Alpha and just kind of do, uh, do the simple blogging uh, interface. And then when, when uh, I started looking into doing other things like uh, the decks, uh, the shop, things like that, um, I remember the idea got a lot more interesting. Um, and uh, Mitch is saying compound effect on growing uh, your Leo stake because of uh, curation rewards uh, and the snowball is growing. So yeah, when uh, I think a lot of people get interested in Leo uh, for the same reason that they got interested in Hive is that you can uh, either choose to make an investment of time or money or both uh, and you can uh, earn a Leo stake and then uh, increase your Leo stake to curation, all of that. Um, so is that kind of how you look at the uh, the Leo token as an investment? Is it is it something uh, it's something also for the long term uh, as you look at like technology and uh, I know from your posts, you like Tesla, things like that for the long term. Uh, but do you look at Leo as kind of like an income stream uh, and a long-term investment? What is your general uh, view of, of that? Uh, basically, to be honest with you, I look at Leo as a hundred X potential. I mean, I, I look at it as simple mathematics from the investment holding standpoint i mean right now um we're somewhere around and if you want to throw up the, the uh, leo decks you can uh i don't know we're somewhere around i can't read that on my eyes uh, now, but we're somewhere around a penny right now and there's 4.3 million tokens uh outstanding so i mean if 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 ever if those tokens are worth a dollar that's still only a three a 4.3 million dollar um, 
platform. Right. That's nothing. And when you start to look at the different pieces, which, okay, they're in the early stages. So you have the, the, the blogging aspect of things. You got the Leo shop, you got the deck and they're being worked on. And then I know there's a few other pieces that are on your to-do list or on the development to-do list that could be adding to that. And so when you add all of that up and you say, okay, if any one of those pieces really does become not even widely successful, moderately successful, uh, you're looking at something that's worth easily a couple million bucks. A couple million bucks value of something online is, is nothing. I think I looked up Seeking Alpha one day, and for all the drawbacks there, I think it had, it had a market value of like $80 million. Now, who knows if they'd ever get that, but hell, I never thought coin market cap would go for $400 million, and that's, rumor has it, that's what it went for. So in that regard, that's how I look at the investment. Um, this is not investment advice, so I'll give that disclaimer, but you know, that's why I keep looking at accumulating tokens in that regard, not selling them, holding on to them, because I feel very simply, if you find a, a project that you truly believe in, go big or go home. Cryptocurrency is offering us the opportunity to get involved in something which presents life-changing money. I don't want to be right about Leo Finance and make myself 1500 bucks. If I'm going to be right about Leo Finance, you know, I want to make a couple hundred bucks, thousand bucks. So, you know, that's just my philosophy. Now, the second piece of the equation is absolutely, I, I don't look at it really as a curating return. Um, I look at it as now being in the position uh, to have not only the opportunity, but a, a certain amount of responsibility to share the wealth with those who are showing the inclination to be involved in Leo Finance, to post on Leo Finance, and most importantly, to accumulate the Leo token and stake it, because that's what's going to grow. So if I can help somebody get to five or 10 or 15 or, or 50,000 Leo over time through my upvotes, and they're putting up decent quality content, uh, then they can turn around and start upvoting others, and it just keeps spreading. And there's a couple people who I've started following and I give them, I mean, I got a healthy upvote now in Leo. So I give them uh, some pretty healthy upvotes to try to help them along because they've shown the inclination and dedication to Leo finance. So why not try to help them? Yeah. And that definitely goes right back into uh, your talk about distribution uh, on Hive and for cryptocurrencies that uh, we're widening the distribution. Um, so I think that's probably one of the most valuable activities on any any crypto platform is to do what you can to to widen the distribution and and reward people who are adding uh, some sort of value uh, to the broader ecosystem. So what do you if you were to kind of take a a bird's eye view and and uh, envision what the future looks like for for Leo Finance uh, in terms of what it is on Hive and what it is in the broader crypto space. What would you uh, imagine it becoming because I think we're kind of all watching this beast grow on its own and it's kind of taking its own shape uh, and evolving with time. 
I think really what Leo Finance can be is a very powerful and impactful DeFi application. And really, it's just, like you said, it, it kind of takes on a, a life of its own. And that's what decentralized ecosystems do. And that's one of the reasons why they're a lot more powerful, uh, if you will, I'll use the term grassroots movement, because they go horizontal in scope before they start going vertical and pushing ahead. And you compare that with centralized organizations, which have a, a vertical uh, hierarchical structure, and everything has to fit into the, the model that was set down usually further up in the hierarchy. And when we look at what's happening, and my view is, you can use the term cryptocurrency, but I use the term crypto economic. I think we're creating a totally new financial system and, and building it from the ground up. And if that is indeed the case, I think Leo Finance, because of the genre it focused upon and because of the opportunity, you're looking at something that could be very powerful because right now it's okay. You have some blogging. Uh, you have a, a, an exchange. The Leo shop is up and I know it has to be reworked, but you know, you think of something like Fiverr that's out there or you look at uh, something like XD and some of these others that have become huge in terms of online stores. There's that capability, but you can move into another realm of basically financial products or financial um, platforms that people can get involved in and dare I say the word, use this word, invest in that can help them grow. I mean, who knows what decentralized insurance will look like? Who knows what's going to ultimately end up happen, happening with security tokens and things like that? Uh, who knows what happens with having a platform where all of a sudden somebody has a local plumbing company and they can come to Leo Finance and get funding? Um, you know, all of these possibilities exist out there because basically we're writing things and, and designing things as we go. So uh, what started out as a blogging site trying to mirror Seek and Alpha, I think has grown in less than a year into the possibility of being something much more significant. And what like Binance is doing, uh, I've used, I've mentioned that in the past because CZ is out there doing what this decentralized platform should be doing or thinking about. He's just doing it, unfortunately, in a decentralized or in a centralized way, excuse me. And I think if we take that same approach and say, okay, there's an idea over on Ethereum or on EOS, or there's an idea on Wall Street, and we can implement it on Leo Finance, why don't we? And that's my view of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we've talked in the past about uh, decentralized loans and, and DeFi and uh, the amazing applications that are happening over there and, and how we can move them over to uh, the Leo economy and, and kind of adapt them to our uh, circumstances being on Hive and uh, having a, a lot smaller of a market cap, uh, which is kind of a blessing and a curse because uh, it allows us to have a lot more uh, agility in terms of in implementing things and deciding what works and what doesn't uh, on the fly. Uh, but there's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of pivot room and and things that we can explore uh, in terms of adding new features, 
uh, adding new websites, which I know we've talked about too, uh, adding uh, various platforms and functionalities. Um, so if, uh, if we can uh, kind of wrap this up by talking about maybe giving a teaser, like we mentioned, uh, for the newest uh, project, which is uh, the Leo Stats project. Um, I know you've seen the alpha version. So what, what are your thoughts so far on this? From what I know about it, and uh, for anybody who's listening to this, I wasn't involved in development of it. I just you sent me the uh, link one day just to to show it to me. Um, but I think it's a wonderful idea to have a application that was very popular on Steam uh, to have that involved or incorporated into Leo Finance. And I think that, again, one of the, the, if I can step back, one of the visions that I think Leo Finance can provide is being a repository for information, being a repository for stuff that is not only crypto-related, but financial. Gives people a place to go. And so now by incorporating that, that just gives all the people who are in the Hive ecosystem a place to go where they can see a very clean interface to see their Hive statistics. And I think that's very valuable. So I think that will help to further put Leo Finance on the minds of Hive, Hiveians, Hivers, whatever we're called. I think that will be great to get the name Leo Finance out there among people on, on high. And I think that's the first step. Yeah, definitely agree with, with the attention aspect and, and bringing people from Hive uh, who, are, who are hardcore Hive users, but maybe uh, either haven't heard of Leo or have kind of uh, heard it in passing, but haven't done much uh, research into it. So I think that's, that's pretty much one of the, uh, the core goals of, of building this stats website is to, uh, is to bring in attention from people on Hive uh, and also give them a service that uh, I know I used it a lot on Steam. I know a lot of other people used it a lot, uh, pretty much daily to uh, to look at their various statistics. Uh, and there's I've already talked with the developer about uh, future integrations, and uh, this is really just the beginning of what uh, we can do in terms of uh, showing various data points and and uh, informing people about their Hive accounts. Uh, and then also we've got the other aspect, which is the uh, the ads, the ads and the ad revenue, uh, which come in and burn Leo. Uh, so obviously getting more attention onto uh, these ads, getting more impressions, uh, having more websites in the portfolio, uh, kind of diversifies those impressions, uh, and ultimately just burns more Leo, which I think is uh, also one of the primary objectives is to uh, burn as much Leo as possible and create uh, a really efficient economy. Um, so what, what are your thoughts in terms of, uh, we didn't really touch on it, uh, in terms of the ads and the, the revenue sharing model of, of, uh, burning ad or burning ad revenue and, uh, and bringing in attention and trying to monetize attention, uh, on behalf of the authors and then driving it back to, uh, the broader economy. What are your thoughts on that now and, uh, and in the future? Well, I, I think what you're talking about is the epitome of, of Web 3.0 as compared to Web 2.0. Uh, because we go on to a Facebook, we go on to a Twitter, you go on to a YouTube, 
And the ads that are there, we're all viewing. They have our attention. Um, maybe sometimes we click on them, or if it's a YouTube video, you're stuck watching. But who benefits from that? Obviously, uh, the platform, Facebook, Twitter, Google. Well, what you're discussing is every time that an ad is clicked, in a small degree, me and every other Leo holder benefit because that revenue is then, at, I guess you do it monthly, is then collected each month and then it goes on to the open market, buys tokens and burns them. Well, that is helping everybody else who is holding the token. So to me, that is just the epitome of Web 3.0, or at least the beginning stages of Web 3.0, because we all who have a stake in the ecosystem benefit from the ad. So if um, the new stats page brings in a lot more viewers, a lot more people to Leo Finance or Leo Finance ecosystem, and through that, you get more page impressions, you get more ad revenue, which burns more tokens. That's a nice partial piece to the circular nature of the economy. Obviously, we want to add more. And, you know, uh, I'll just tangent here quickly for a second. What I, I liked about what you just said is just because something goes in, that doesn't mean the end of it. You were just saying you already talked to the developers for version 2.0. And it's the same thing with the DEX and the, the, the Leo shop. There's other things that can be added and will be added in the future that is going to take each of these components and push them forward. So hopefully over time, we start to see the circular nature of the economy, the utility of the token, if you will, keep growing. And there's more there than just token burn that are going to increase the value. Right. Yeah, I think that general narrative of, of Web 3.0 and uh, redistributing the value uh, so it's not just coming into one centralized location and, and kind of sitting there on a place like Seeking Alpha, which ultimately caps the, the growth of, of that website and, and caps the value that individual creators uh, and users and investors have on that platform. Uh, kind of bringing in the, the features of Web 3.0 is really uh, the overall mission of Leo. Um, so to uh, to wrap it up, where do you where would you send people to uh, to engage with you more to uh, read your content uh, and also to uh, to uh, get involved in Leo uh, in terms of what you're doing in terms of creating good content and rewarding it and all that. Well, in terms of the rewards, I think the best thing. Um the best way to get my attention is to use the leofinance.io interface. And uh, a post was put up yesterday or the day before about it, um, which I think really uh, captured the reason why one would want to do that. But I feel those who are going through um, the leofinance.io interface, they are helping the ecosystem to a greater degree than those who are using peak D or, or some of the other, other interfaces. Not that we don't welcome the content, not that I don't upvote content that isn't done using Leo finance interface, but I think for those who take the time to use Leo finance interface, uh, that deserves a little bit 
extra reward if you because it does help us all who are holding the token to that much greater degree uh as terms of what i put up there um everything i do on uh hive can be found through my leo finance.io backslash at taskmaster 4450 and 4450 le um, i have two accounts that i write under and that that's basically all i i put up there then uh the same account on steam i put up a couple posts a day as i said i do that while you know the power downs are taking place and my my following is starting to dwindle over there but in the meantime <laughs> a few extra tokens to buy myself yeah. a few extra <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for coming on. I think uh, a lot of people are going to appreciate it. Uh, I definitely appreciate, always appreciate your insight uh, on all the projects, on Leo, on everything. Uh, so thanks so much for doing this. Thank you for having me.